speaking of though, yo, how'd you like the uh how'd you like the the PlayStation release though? Like the whole reveal and everything. Honestly, okay, so when I when I tuned in, I was expecting them to talk about the system, probably go into the specs and stuff like that. But uh, they didn't do that. What they did was they didn't mention anything about the PlayStation. They just showed a couple of uh, PlayStation exclusives um, that were going to come out. And uh, they showed a couple of games that wasn't mentioned previously because there were a few games that you pretty much knew was coming out. And those games that you knew was coming out, they showed different footage. For one, for Spider-Man, um, they showed some gameplay footage, and uh, it was, it was. I was excited, and they showed quite a few games that I like. They didn't talk about the system at all, and I mean, people posted, you know, the specs and stuff online, so you could have it. I, and I believe they did a side by side with um, Xbox, right? And although PlayStation comes really close, they're in the same realm, but S- Xbox edges it out in just about every category oh. by a little bit. No, no, not even. Only in like one category maybe do they I really saw, edge out. Maybe I saw an Xbox bias side by well, side. Well, because then. they hadn't re- that stuff didn't release until like after. So like the real the so you had probably you probably saw like a speculative type of thing. Yeah. But the numbers like when I saw them side by side, it was only on the hard drive where they have a a terabyte. Xbox has a terabyte and PlayStation has eight twenty gigs, and I was like. But doesn't PlayStation have a solid state drive? I'm not the smartest of computers, but I think it's I ain't even a solid state. Yeah, I ain't even. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue because I don't know what you're talking about. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> like if you have like a a one terabyte hard drive and you have a solid state drive that's just under a terabyte or whatever, I believe the solid state drive would outperform. But whoever's listening and understand computers, please correct us on this. I, I, I don't know. This is just my assumption or what I think I know. Mm. So no, but I from what I saw, that's where the edges them out. But even then, I'm like, it's not no Xbox that like outside of Halo, maybe. Uh, that's exclusive. Not, I don't I'm, have I don't have and I liked Halo, but it was a, I liked Halo when I used to go to my homeboy's house who had Xboxes. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like the game everybody else was playing. Right. But I'm a PlayStation guy. Always been a PlayStation guy. Been a PlayStation guy since PlayStation 1. Yeah, bro. Before they even called it PlayStation 1. It was just PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on it since then. But uh um, no. and I remember all this speculation about the prices and how you was gonna have to like suck your baby mama toes just so that you could or lay up with some some little older auntie cougar that could probably look out for you when they announced the prices they was like i was like no i I could pull this myself (laughs) (laughs) i don't even gotta reach back and dig into the and dig into the thing like hey how you been i don't have to rob peter to pay paul for this hey i ain't even gotta like I don't even got to hold off. Like, I ain't even got to be like, damn, well, I mean, I could go without cable for a little while. I mean, if I cut the cable off about two weeks, I mean, about two months, <laughs> if I hold lay money back and just somehow do like a payment arrangement, I can see if I could, if well, I could work it call out. All your bill collectors <laughs> and tell her, hey, I'm affected by COVID. Nobody take money from me this month. I just, if y'all could give me this one month. Now, I have not asked y'all for anything this entire time. You know what call I'm saying? Fed loan. You call uh, it AES. You call it whoever. Hey, hey, I ain't got it this month. 
dig out that old number deep in your phone like hey you <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you know you just crossed my mind just wanted to check up on you see how hey big head <laughs> hey you know <laughs> just want to see what's going on with you how the kids <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, niggas was pressed when they was talking like that thousand dollars. Like I was like, nah, I don't need all of. I mean, if you could put something on it, you know what I mean? At, yeah, when they first was talking about that thousand dollars, I was like, damn, that's steep. Then they showed that uh that performance uh footage, you know, the one with the the girl walking through like that cave or whatever. Yeah. And then I saw that, and I was like, that's what gameplay gonna look like. I was like, oh, I guess I could swing that thousand. <laughs> Cause like I'm walking around with a with a thousand plus dollar phone. Like, I I guess if, I could. If Sony would have do that, they would have had to come out with like a payment plan or some shit. <laughs> hey, like 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 Apple be like, hey, if you pay thirty, if you pay thirty eight sixty seven a month, you can have this. It could be yours in two years, officially. I, I, no problem. Gotcha. Sign me up. <laughs> But now, nah, once they said three ninety nine for the digital version and four ninety nine for the uh for the disc version, I said, "I'm straight, man. I could I could work that out." Man, Jeez. and then on top of that, what Sony got going on, not only they made it affordable, but off the rip, you if you're a PlayStation Plus member, which a lot of people are, mm-hmm. off I the rip, you you're going to have access. To PlayStation 4 games and not just any PlayStation 4 games, some of the best games like Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us, Uncharted, Spider-Man. I believe God of War, Spider-Man. So, and if you have the Marvel's Avengers game, they already said if you bought it on PS4, when you up if you upgrade to a PS5, you can download the PS5. You can download it and continue to play. Yeah. I'm telling you. They hey they ain't playing no games when Sony they showed the playing no games when they showed the gameplay for Spider Man I know I fuck with you like I ain't care but man that shit looks so fire to me I wasn't expecting it to look that good like cause from what I understood um, this Spider Man game the the engine that developed the game is based off the other Spider Man game so I, it's basically was gonna be the same city right. And all that. So I didn't the only thing I knew that was gonna that was gonna be different, I read in some articles that in this game it takes place like during the winter, so there's gonna be snow and all that. And they said if you stand still with Miles Morales or as you're walking, you can see snow accumulate like on his shoulders and his head and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But what I didn't know what was gonna happen, like if you looked at the trailer and saw the fight scene. When he did some of his power attacks, like the environment changed. Like he was causing damage to the concrete. He was causing yeah. damage to the cars around him. Um, the enemies looked really cool. His, I'm pretty sure the movesets he was doing was not the movesets you start off with. That's probably when you level him up to the max. Right. But it all looked, man, it looked amazing. I did man. not expect that game to look that good. Nah, it looked good. And I, I get that it's probably, it's something like a, more like a DLC. Like, it's probably only going to be like a 9, 15-hour gameplay for right. this little story. And that's um, probably something that was like, hey, Sony probably went to their developers and was like, give us something. Get, I mean, we're not asking you to to come up some, with something from scratch, 
but take what you got, build on it so we can show what the PlayStation 5 can do and we could give the fans something starting off because that's, that's going to be one title that's available at launch. More than likely, that's going to be the first game I buy it is, for it. It is the launch title. So it's like okay. it's the title you're going to get. Like that's the one game. That's the PlayStation 5 game that's yeah, going to so, drop. So you're going to you're gonna want to get that. And then they showed the, uh, they showed the even though it was just a teaser, Anybody who knows me knows God of War is my, like, to me, is my absolute favorite video game ever. Oh, that's the, something we got in common. The franchise is amazing. Like, yeah, I love the Arkham franchise. I'm a big, Batman's my favorite character, period. I love that character. But when it comes to just video games, God of War, hands down. And it looked, the first God of War, the one that just finished, is beautiful and i say just finished it's because i just finished it <laughs> but it's beautiful and i'm still trying to do 100 percent on everything because that's just who i am when it comes to games have you fought sigrun yet hold on i won't spoil it for nobody because that's how people when people was having conversation like this i was like mm, mm, mm. i don't want to hit because i don't want to spoil it but yeah yeah Did i'm gonna say yeah her? we can talk about it after we talk about it off the thing i'm gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I almost broke my TV because of that damn. <laughs> Not even gonna get into it. Hey, it's one of them where you like, you know what? You know what? Rest mode, rest mode. Cause I can't, I need a fucking break. Dude, when I first got got there, I'm playing and I mean I'm I'm getting slaughtered. I'm like, ain't no way. I'm like, ain't no fucking way you can beat this person. I was like, no, let me go on YouTube and see what other people are doing. I'm trying and not see, to do that for this. For this one thing, I want to beat it. Bro, I went on YouTube and these people put me to shame. There was this one guy. He had, okay, so you understand how Kratos levels up. He levels up with the gear you put on him. So right. the, the better the gear, the higher his level is. And I think he caps out like at level nine or something. But depending on how you arrange his gear, that could affect his power levels in different categories but anyways there's people that are stripped kratos down to basically his level one gear but the gear you start off the game with won't use huh and beat her and they won't use no weapons they beat her with their bare hands bruh when i say these but it'll take it'll be like a 30 40 minute fight but understand these dudes don't get hit in the 30 or 40 minutes. They won't take one hit. Mm-mm. I'm not nah. that way. Man. That should have hurt my heart. Let me tell you, I was so frustrated at one point when I was playing. You know, like when you really in and you in your controller, you know how many times I hit the PlayStation button and it backed out all the way to the thing? I said, you know what? I need, to, I need a break. I need a break because I'm getting frustrated. I'm going to throw my controller. I was like, nah, nah. And I switched controllers. I was like, you know what? It must be. It must be because I ain't using my old controller. Because the old controller, <laughs> the the rubber on the uh, on, on the joystick on the joystick don't rubbed off, don't rubbed out. That's how long <laughs> I'd had it since I first got it. And I was like, I don't really play with that one too much. But I was like, you know what? I need to get back my juice. So I went back <laughs> and I was getting in, and I was like, all right. And I can't. I felt like I was like when I, you know, like you, you like I, I'm so close. But if I get hit one more time, that's that's it for me. And I felt like I had it, and I got hit, and I was just like, man, fuck. 
Fuck this whole game, I do. I took a loss on that. Made me cut off my PlayStation for a week. No, I honestly. That's when I moved to playing. Uh, yeah, you know when the. That's how you know when the computer whooped your ass when you just put the whole game away. It's like, no, I'm not even. I'm I took it play out. Something else. I put that shit. Look, I know when I'm done. When I put that shit back in the container, when I shit put that shit back in the box, and I put the box away, I said I need a break. I play. I've been playing Call of Duty for weeks ever since. Haven't finished. I just couldn't do it. Did you see the Call of Duty Black Ops trailer? Matter of fact, I think it's gonna be available this weekend. The beta. You can download it for free. Oh, that, yeah. The, the I think it's the alpha. The alpha is available to download this weekend for PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. So did you see that trailer where it was at like that oh, airport? Yeah. Man, I'm that looks hyped. good. I'm hyped. You for see, it. the thing is, I know a lot of people get hyped on on Call of Duty because they like the the online play and all that. Me, I'm more of a campaign guy. I love games. I love story driven games. Me. So I'm the only game that I've honestly been playing online was Marvel's Avengers because my friends got it, and since it has that feature. It was like, all right, so last night I done played with a couple of homeboys, and it's fun. But normally online games ain't my thing. I'm a big story-driven guy. If it got a good story, I'm in it. Now, um, I'm, I'm, I usually play every campaign for the Call of Duties that I have. Um, I, love, I love the campaign modes for Call of Duties because normally I'm not – I wasn't too huge into the online play. But Warzone really got me into the online play of Call of Duty. Like, I'm – I'm all in on to, on the online. I honestly haven't played the campaign in a long time because this one's based off of Modern Warfare, which I had already played and beat already. But right. like this particular Warzone, that's that's all I I've literally only been playing Call of Duty for like at least the last two or three months. Uh, man, I haven't bought a Call of Duty game since when. Probably since the first Modern Warfare, maybe. Well, Warzone is free. Oh, it is. It's a it's a battle royale. So think uh, think Fortnite, but actually Call of know, Duty, Call of Duty, and kind of a little bit. I say better. I, I've never played Fortnite, so I'm not even gonna say it's better. But like, it's just it's more realistic to me. So I, I fucks with Warzone a little bit more now. What they do is you can't really upgrade your weapons if you don't have the multiplayer. So you kind of got to purchase that uh, to get it. If not, you'd have to do it the really long way, going in there, getting your ass killed, getting your ass killed by people who get to go run and upgrade their weapons like me. And then come in the game and be like, yeah, nigga, I got a scope. You can come out here with these little fake ass irons. I'm, I'm gonna fuck you up from way over here. You're not even gonna see me kill you. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, man. That's the, how they get you though. They do. They got me. Because I talk yeah. big shit. Like, man, I ain't ordering that fuck. I ain't, I ain't like, ordering that game. Fuck that. And every game got their way to get money up at you. Like, even the Marvel's Avengers game. Like, all the way up until release, they were saying, you know, this would be available, this would be available, and we're not trying to get money out of, about you or whatever. When you get the game, like, to get some of the the, the costumes or whatever, you gotta you there's these tokens you gotta earn now you can play the game and earn them but you gotta play the game for a very long time to earn a few hundred mm. tokens or you could just give them ten dollars and they'll give you like a thousand or whatever so it's like yeah you can play for free and not spend actual money but you're gonna have to put it in by 80 hours into the game 
But if you want it now, just give me ten dollars and you can have it. I remember I used to be very against that. And then I, I want to say it was like 2K19, 18, 19. And I, and I was, you know, bigging up my player, my, my player. And I was like, you know what? It's Black Friday. They got, they said, it looked like they got a little deal. Like if I put in 20, if I put in 1999, I get 50,000 points. Man, run it. <laughs> like, like that's how they get you. Cause once I broke that, once I broke that, that little boundary I had where I'm not gonna spend money on the video game. I already bought the goddamn video game. Once I broke that little boundary in my head, it's like, man, bro, what's ten dollars? <laughs> yeah, right. And see, the thing is, these game developers they understand like a large demographic. I believe we're probably among their largest demographic of consumers, and they know that. Hey, look, the people that really grew up on video games and I love it, these guys are in their late twenties, their thirties, and forties now. They got jobs. A lot of these guys got family. They're busy. So they can't spend as much time on the video game as they want to. And they want to, you know, they want the nice gear. They want the nice weapons. Fuck it. If they don't have time to put in and get it, let's make them pay for it. Back in the day, to get the best arm in the game, you probably had to beat the game. You probably had to fight a really hard boss or some shit, and that was mm-hmm. your reward. Okay, you get the coolest armor. Now, to get the coolest armor, you got to pay for it. That's it. They don't even put cheat codes in video games on I used to love cheat codes. Up, up, down, down like a motherfucker. What? <laughs> All right, man. You, you ready to chop it up? Yeah, let's chop it up, boss. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, episode 17. Switch it up. <laughs> I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be... Frank, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Black America's favorite little aunties got together earlier this week, and they chopped it up a little bit. Yeah, man, I missed that one. Um, had a baby shower that day. You had a baby shower? Yeah. Look, I'm fucking with you, nigga. I know it was I'm your about baby to say shower. It. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nigga, you was there. <laughs> nah, but I appreciate you coming through and showing love, man. Nah, you mean always, a lot to me. Always, always, man. It was no way I was going to miss out. You know what I mean? Um, Don't so, get me wrong. The weather scared off a lot of people, but you came through, so it's all good. It did. The weather, the weather was a little scary because it started to rain and everything. And in my mind, this is my problem. When I look at invites, right, and because I know you, I was like, oh, this round the corner. I'm going to just slide to Frank house a little later. I looked again and I was like, no, this shit a little further in the city. <laughs> Damn, I got to get, I got to get up and get my shit. So the reason we didn't do it here, because we got the gate and then, you know, people got to call in and it's going nah, to cause it. Yeah. I didn't understand how you were going to do it. But then when you, when I saw what you were doing, or when I saw the, the address had changed, I was like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. This makes sense. So, there you go. Quick, 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 quick uh, summary. Frank had uh, was pretty much, you know, like most of the most of the COVID thing. He had like a drive through baby shower where you could come through, um, show drop love, off drop off your gift, show love to the family, take a take a real good social distance picture. Um, they gave they gave like a, I was I spent Sunday editing 
episode 16. So a nigga was hungry. Okay. <laughs> hey, so I was getting ready to leave and, and Frank's sister-in-law was like, did you get your, did you get your, you get your dinner? I was like, dinner? I hadn't even thought about it. Man, a good Haitian family. They, they had, they had the good, the good Haitian rice. The, the the chicken was seasoned properly. Good, good, <laughs> good mac and cheese. A whole jar of pickles to take to the crib, bro. I be fucking that pickles up. Oh goddamn, we. I I went and got some fried chicken. Like now I'm finna run the public, give me some wings so I can dunk in these bitches. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's love, man. Appreciate hey, that. Hey man. I even look. I did something I ain't never did. I went and looked at the little Target registry. I was like, "Well, which diapers did he set?" Because you know, niggas, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to look for no bibs or nothing. But I was like, "Which diapers did he say he needed?" Boom, boom, bam. I'm gonna get him two of those. Put some money on a gift card. Dap him up with a quick slide, like, "Hey, bro, this for you." <laughs> and, <laughs> and hit it. But real talk, my wife is gonna be real happy to hear that you enjoyed those pickles. Nah, man, that shit was hitting. That That's her and her family's company, actually. Real talk. Yeah, Bombay guy like, like I. Man, no, because you know not everybody can make pickles. Like I've learned that. Like not just because you hate. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Not everybody people, can make it. Some people make it real oniony. Like some people, like they do too much, or they don't put like. A, even a little dab of salt in there so it just be like it's just hot but it don't got no flavor but that shit there no maybe nigga want to go and just give me a little fried goat or something just to <laughs> dunk a little goat chucks in there and just, just that's what's on up it. man i appreciate that man that's love for real nah i appreciated it um what i didn't appreciate uh so frank's wife cornered me <laughs> At the damn. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so Frank's wife cornered me and told me, I apologize because for the fourth episode in a row. And this I'm is her say- first time meeting him. And the first thing she says to him <laughs> is, You didn't talk about that acrimony movie right. And then she runs down all the list of the stuff that I missed. And I spoke for about, what, 15, 20 minutes about that movie? Yes, yeah, she did. But you she talked about all the stuff I missed that should have been reiterated when we talked about it again. Let me tell you, she's so good that she had me at the end of that. Because she, I mean, she, we all were wearing masks, but I still was barely able to speak because she was hitting me with, 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 with quotables and facts and everything. To, you know at the, the crazy end, thing is? You know she only saw the movie once. <laughs> Yo, this ain't end. even like her favorite movie that she watched five, ten times. No, she only saw the movie once and retained all of that information. Yo, at the end, she had me like, well, maybe I need to go back and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I was like, you know what? Maybe she right. Maybe she right. So I, I'll say this, I will go back and watch <sighs> Acrimony one time, all you the way through. to these people on a Thursday. Why are you I, doing that? <laughs> I'm going to watch it one time all the way through. I promise you all this. We will never speak of Acrimony again on this podcast. I am literally so you taking put acrimony, in the acrimony into the penalty box with... And 
acrimony is now in that box. If he wasn't in the penalty box, he gave us some content to talk about. Bullshit, not talking about him at no, all. We're not. I'm bleeping his name. Nah, man, I'm cutting all that shit you just said out. No, cut it. Yeah, he's in the box. His old dumbass. Nah. But back to Auntie Chella that I made it back home to because, you know, you were still receiving drive-through gifts and yeah. all of that. Um, when I first heard of these two people, like, I grew up in a very churchy-ass home, okay? My mom played gospel and gospel, okay? Those were the two genres of music played in my house, gospel and gospel. Either it was gospel Kirk Franklin, that new gospel, or gospel or mass choir gospel. Like, my mom didn't really play all that extra shit. So on Saturday, I mean, on so on Sunday mornings when we would do our cleaning and stuff, we heard gospel. Kurt Franklin, Fred Hammond. But you know who broke through in them days? Some Patti LaBelle, some Gladys. Gladys, Gladys. My mom, my mom played Love Overboard. Like, I could picture, when I picture my mom, like, having a great time, Love Overboard is the soundtrack. My mom would have a blast vibing to Love Overboard while she's sweeping up the kitchen or whatever. But I knew if I heard that, I need to get my black ass up, brush my teeth. <laughs> time to clean. It's time to clean. And hopefully, let me just go ahead and pick my shit first before my sister or whoever else get up and be like, oh, I want to clean the bathroom or whatever. Because I'll clean the bathroom. I'll clean the bathroom like no tomorrow because bathroom is quick. You clean the kitchen, you got to clean the dishes. You got to go through the refrigerator. You got to organize the cabinet. Uh-uh. No, let me wipe this bathroom down with some bleach and some Clorox and, 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 <laughs> and drop some pine salt in this water so that it smell good. And then I'm going to flush it in like an hour so that the house still, it smell like some pine salt. No. But anyway, when it came to growing up, like these two women were like some of the like soundtracks to my, to my youth. So when they announced it, I was like, oh shit, let me make sure the old girl get to see it. You know, I'm sure like all the aunties at the house, all the, everybody sitting at the crib, like, you know, all the older folks was really going to get on this. Um, I think they missed the opportunity because IG is owned by Facebook. All the, Facebook is the auntie's IG. Like, that's where, that's where it should have been on Facebook Live as well. Because I feel like they missed out on the opportunity of getting more numbers in because everybody and all the old folks on Facebook. You make a good point. Why don't Facebook uh, create, like, a live page for Versus? That's interesting. I get that they own Instagram, but why not? I mean, not every, I'm pretty sure a large number of their users have Instagram accounts, but aren't on Instagram like that. Right. That's interesting. But, I wonder why they don't do that. I don't know. But when they announced it, I knew we was going to get, you know, we talking two older women in their 70s. I knew we was going to get a pantsuit. I didn't even know, like, I found out about this versus, I want to say maybe a couple of days before it happened. I would have never guessed that they would have put these two on the versus stage. It was interesting. It, bl it blew my mind because we had not reached back that far. 
Right. Like, I wouldn't even think they would reach back far enough for someone like uh, KRS-One or even Rakim. And they're not old, you know what I mean? I didn't. I just didn't think Versus would reach back that far and, and touch those artists and say, hey, we'd like to put you on this stage to celebrate you. But I'm glad that they did, though. Yeah, because, you know, we talking Patty, Gladys Knight, like women who've been around for, like, generations. You know what I mean? Like through different eras of music, even, I mean, Patty, Patty's been, not only has Patty LaBelle been like uh, a musical singer, she's also been an actor. She was Dwayne Wayne's mom on, on, on a different world growing up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like she's, she's found ways to connect with so many different generations. She sang the ABC song on Sesame Street some years back. That shit, like that shit is still played all the time not you know not in my house i don't have no kids but i mean you know what i mean oh bruh before i had kids we played sesame street sesame street is the truth no 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 i'm not i'm not i'm just saying i haven't played that song i fucks with oh, okay. i fucks with the i fucks with the block like oh okay okay <laughs> don't, don't talk about, about say, the street i'm about to say sesame street is the truth man i'm i'm just like reading it, rainbow and all of that come on now take a look it's in a book <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but I, I just want to say, like, I, I had a good time watching. I was trying to finish editing the podcast because I stopped editing to come, you know, show love to you. So I had to zoom back home to finish editing the podcast. Well, I did stop and break and, you know, eat that macaroni and cheese and that chicken. And then then they had, and let me tell you, when this is how you know it's good. It's good people in the kitchen. When they package the meal, sidebar, when they package the meal, they put my, they put my Haitian meatballs in a separate container so they wouldn't get all contaminated with the rice and the chicken. Like when I told you that shit warm up, <laughs> come on, because you know when sometimes somebody will make you a meal, they just mash everything up into one plate in one little three division little takeout plate. Nah, but when they put I'm that little, lie. I'm that guy that don't mind. I don't care if all my food touch each other. I, I'm gonna still you. fuck it up. I hear you, and it was good because I when honestly no lie, when I heated it up, it did all go into one plate. But still, the fact that they took the care to make sure that I got my sauce in there and my sauce didn't just blend in in my rice, it was just still sauce soaking up in my meatball. I said, "Look at God, won't He do it? <laughs> won't He will?" But man, I had a I had a I had a good time watching this. I couldn't finish edit like I literally finished editing the podcast. You know, so that everybody, you guys can hear it on Monday because I'm dedicated to giving it to you guys on Monday. I probably finished it like midnight because I had to stop and just get into Gladys and, and Patty and have a good time. Oprah and Michelle Obama was there. Um, both Gladys and Patty, you know, they getting, they, they, you know, they elder states women in the game. There was a moment where, a few moments where they weren't putting a, Patty's lyrics on the on the big screen, and Patty had to like she got she was real auntie on them like, um that's not my song, like what what we doing here like get get your shit together, <laughs> that's not my song. Now I'm I don't care if I've been singing this so I'm seventy six she's seventy six years old, she been singing songs for fifty plus years she's not gonna remember every word to every song I get that, but I Patty mean, was like she, she Patty was did like, that exactly she was like nah. Nah, and she and she harmonized and, 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 and hummed some melody right over it until they got them words up. Even when Gladys <laughs> was singing the words, 
I could tell inside, Patty was like, I bet I won't sing a goddamn word of this song. I don't care if I know it until they get my goddamn words up here. But Patty a diva like that. You know what I mean? Patty had Patty had her um because you know, like when you're on verses, like you got one side decorated, the other side decorated, kind of showing your 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 vibe. Patty yeah. had two Louis Vuitton luggages sit up, set sat up there. She changed her her red bottoms mid mid verses. I seen, I seen that. <laughs> you know, one time she kicked her shoe up and fucked up your and fucked up her knee. And she talked about that knee for the rest of the goddamn show. <laughs> hey, this how you honestly, guys, just any if we have any younger listeners, let me tell you, once you hit 30, if anything bumps your knee, like that's it for the night. Like, I'm I'm fucking done. My knee, my knee is shot. Like I, for the next two days, this bitch sore. Like, that's it. You bump your knee, that shit is done. For at at least 30, everything changes, bruh. I remember my wake up to being 30. I was an athlete. I've been an athlete for a very long time. I've been playing sports since I was four or five years old. And uh, at 30, friends was having a barbecue. Somebody brought a kickball. and was like, hey, you know, let's play some kickball. Right. All right, cool. I mean, who gets hurt playing kickball, right? It's kickball. My team in the field, somebody done fucked around and, and booted that bitch. I see it in the air and boom, I take off running and I'm full stride. I think I'm going to make a pretty play. Man, I heard a pop and my leg tightened up on me. I've never pulled a hamstring in my life until that day. I And I didn't go to the doctor that day. I went to the doctor a couple of days later because the pain was just killing me. I get to the doctor and basically all he said was, yeah, you're getting old and you don't drink enough water. So you need to start. <laughs> you need to drink more water and stretch. I'm drink like, some that's water it? And stretch. Yeah. yeah. You're just getting like, old. Nah, sir. Yeah, ain't just getting really old. You. <laughs> I ain't run full speed since. <laughs> don't even want to chance that shit. <laughs> Man, don't even want to chance it. I brisk walk like a motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, man, it's just real, dude. It's just real. Like, I can't, I don't move like that no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't, we don't play ball. We don't do all that. Now, let me tell you, that going to 21 shit, nah, bro, we doing, we finna shoot a straight 11 out this shit. Like, <laughs> last time I was on some court, I had the ball, I'm shooting by myself. About four, five dudes walked up. Before they could look at me and say, hey, let's run a three on three. All right, man, I'll let y'all boy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even got it in me, bro. I ain't <laughs> You're not gonna pick good. me for no three on three. Hell no, nah. nah. y'all not. Y'all young boys ain't finna come out here and embarrass me like that. I ain't stretch. Nah, bro. <laughs> if I'm trying to pull another hamstring, I'm straight. Nah, man, bump that. Let me tell you, as you get older, man, especially if you play like basketball and stuff, you be like, man, I'm just finna spot up. <laughs> Y'all catch me over here in the corner, dog. I'll be right here for the corner three if you need me. I'm going to hit you with a couple defense, and I'm only playing half court. I ain't playing no full court. Fuck that. I'm too old for that shit. I'm going to play half court. At, <laughs> Go ahead. And now you look at them athletes in the NBA, the ones that's over 30, you respect their game a whole lot more. Be like, damn, he could do that at 35 still? Jesus Christ, this nigga's a monster. Yeah. I'm 33 now. I'm in my Jesus here, and I'm like, Bro, like I said, I'm not running full. I ain't running full speed. No, if if I'm running full speed, somebody got a gun. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the fucked up part is 
Yo, as you get older, you start going to the court looking for a reason not to be playing. Like, you'll go out there and be like, man, it's a little putter right here. Ground a little slick. Probably Boy, shouldn't you look, be out here. You look for the <laughs> other old niggas like, oh, that nigga look like he he run a hedge fund and he can't play. I'm a guard. Him. Yeah, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> I look for the nigga that's old. Like, you start seeing him, you be like, he a little taller than me, but nah, dude like 45. I, I could guard him. Like, I, I'm straight. He'll give me a little workout. My opponents and I, I look for the dude with the gray in his beard and the two big bulky knee braces. Yeah. That's my guy. I'm going to guard him all day because I know he ain't going to run fast. He going to try to just post me up, shoot sky hooks over me, and that's it. I'm good. I ain't going to get hurt guarding him. Nah. Nah, if I see the 19-year-old playing in a pair of Kobe's and his tank top matches shorts, oh, nah. I want nah. no parts of that nigga nah. that. No, nah, because you know what? Nigga he that is going to try to dunk on me. Yeah, he trying to do too much because he came out here looking like he's sponsored by Nike. No, nigga. <laughs> no. <laughs> my shit, my shit. I, look, this is the difference. Y'all niggas be going to the court. Y'all young niggas go to the court in a full, like, like y'all y'all going there like it's a fashion show. Hey, you you sponsored Nike down, socks, shoes. You got on. Let me tell you, you know when I know you play basketball a little too hard? Your shoes new. Like you came out here with basketball. Or a nigga with the shooting shoes. sleeve. I still don't know what that sleeve do. Like, why the fuck do you? That shit don't make you aerodynamic or no shit like that. Why the fuck do you wear it? Man, them niggas wear that shit to look cute. If a nigga got on that shit and he, he take matches, life too serious. He take life it's too either, serious. Yeah, it's either he can't ball or like you said, <laughs> he's sponsored by somebody. Ain't no in-between. It ain't no, oh, he all right. No, nah, it's either the nigga's just trash and he's out the court like it's a fashion show or somebody pays this nigga to wear their clothes so that's how he can afford to come out here and look good. I don't want to take no chances. I just nope. got the old nigga. Nope. Nope. Y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. But to bring us back, though, Man, it was a. I had a good time watching it. Love over, like I said, Love Overboard was my mama's shit. So when Love Overboard came on, man, I just had to like. I'm pausing all this. I just I gotta watch it, enjoy myself. Patty Labelle did her thing. Gladys Knight did her thing. They even brought out um Dion Warwick. They even brought her out. Somebody had tweeted on that. Oh, this is like an auntie cipher. <laughs> like 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 I would have felt like. So I, I had a good time, See, man. we say auntie. I'm pretty sure some of the people that was watching was like grandma. Hey, because she's 76. She's somebody yeah. grandma. Yeah. But it was a it was a good celebration. It just felt like, you know, like when your two aunties at the uh, at the cookout and they over there talking shit and they just having a good time and they the cool aunties that, you know, you could talk, you could, you could ask real life questions to. That's what it felt like. It felt like a good time. It felt like a, a little, a little, a little family reunion type picnic vibe. And, and it wasn't like, it was all just celebrating each other. And Gladys, <laughs> let me tell you, every time Patti LaBelle pulled out a song, Gladys Knight was like, oh, this is my number one favorite. <laughs> She's like, this is my number one favorite. This, no, this, but this one, my number one favorite. Everybody was like, well, goddamn, Gladys. <laughs> like, how many number ones you got? <laughs> every lot. song. Like, every time Patty pulled out a song, it was a number one favorite. But, I, I mean, it was a good time. It was just a good time to vibe. I didn't know why they chose to do it on a Sunday, especially, like, maybe because all the aunties are home and they just getting out of church. I don't know. I don't know if it was uh, – and they did it on the first Sunday of football. I just thought it was, like, a weird day to, to put that. But 
it is what it is. It was a, I had a great time watching it and it seemed like the world did too. So shout outs to those two women, legends in the game. Wish them nothing but the best. Dion Warwick, throw her in there. Shout out to all three of them. So switching gears onto something else. Have you heard the latest with celebrity protests? They want to take a day off from Instagram. A day off. I've heard, I've heard like, I've heard like mentions of it, but I haven't like dived into it too much. Yeah, so apparently these celebrities want to freeze their account for a day due to, uh, I wonder, I believe it's misinformation being spread online. So they want to freeze their account for a day to make a statement. My thing is, what is that going to solve? I mean, if you're going to, it's almost like if you were as upset with your job and you tell them, you know what, I'm pissed off at y'all, I'm finna take Tuesday off. If you give them a heads up, what you think they're going to do? Okay, you're not coming in Tuesday. We're going to just find people to cover for you. Or right. we can brace for whatever's going to happen on that Tuesday. Right. You don't make an impact like that. If you want a job to feel your presence because you felt you've been overworked or whatever the case, fucking leave without telling nobody and force them to scramble and understand what's going on. Right. If you want to make an impact, disable your account indefinitely. And do it abruptly. Don't don't say, hey, we're going to do this. Just do it. And then I'm pretty sure eventually you'll have a chance to interview and somebody would ask you, hey, you're no longer on Instagram. What's going on? And at that point, not everybody's paying attention to you because they can't see you on Instagram. Right. Tell the world why you did it. Oh, I don't mess with Instagram no more because they allow this or this is in their policy and I don't agree with it. But to say, hey, I'm going to take a day off from it. You don't even post every day. So it's going to be just another day. Yeah. So unless you rallied everyone to not be on Instagram, like you as a celebrity were like, hey, we're just not going to be on Instagram. We're not even going to post a black picture in solidarity. We're not blacking out shit. We're just not going to be, we're, everybody just don't use it. That would hit more than you deciding to just not post. So, hey, um, Let's pull a celebrity. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Rihanna did some shit with Snapchat. She wasn't happy about something. And she spoke out against Snapchat and she closed her account. Oh, no. So Snapchat had like this, they had like this stupid like joke. Um, it referred back to the Chris Brown situation. Um, uh, and and was Rihanna was- a filter that showed bruises on your face or some something shit? Something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not, it, it was a while back. But I remember- I didn't want to, I, I didn't blah, 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 blah. I remember Rihanna was like heavy on Snapchat. Like she was fucking with Snapchat right. hard as fuck. Like that's kind of how you, right. That's kind of how you kept up with Rihanna while she was like, just starting to like slow down her music career. Not that she stopped, right. but like, she's really for the first time in years. Cause Rihanna was putting out album after album after album after album because of her contract. And now that she's run through that contract, she's kind of just been like, who let me take a break. And she's put out the Savage X Fenty. She's put out all of the Fenty beauty. Like she's making more money on top of more money now, but by stepping back, but right during that time, that's how you kind of kept up with her. And then they did that shit. Yo, Rihanna said, fuck that shit. Let me show y'all how that shit hurt. And honestly, they're stuck big time. Snapchat took a big dip then. And then once Instagram started throwing stories in there, like honestly, I don't use Snapchat that much. I might go in there every once in a while when I'm just like, it's just Instagram stories 
That's it. Like it's just stories. So I'll go on there every once in a while. If I'm like, if I like have a friend who I know predominantly maybe still uses Snapchat, maybe because they're overseas, you know, they're in the service or whatever. And that's just the service that they can get most access to. So yeah, I'll go and look at it. But other than that, honestly, of all the social medias, it'll be the last one I go to. Gotcha. Like I'll go to Auntie Auntie Book before I go to to Snapchat. Yeah, I'm. Every now and then, I play with the thought of deleting uh, my account on Auntie Book, but there's some family and friends on there that I don't speak on any other platform but that. Yeah, that's why I keep it. I keep it because it connects me more to um, my some of the people I grew up with. Uh, I kind of communicate still through there. Like, like if I knew them pre, pre before I started going to public schools. So like right. those people I still connect with through there. Uh, a lot of my father's side of the family, I pull like we're connected through there. That's kind of how we, even though we do follow each other on on Instagram, and it may not hit me as much. But like my older, like my uncles and shit, like that's how I connect to them. Right. Um, so. If it if it wasn't for that, I would probably deactivate it a long time ago. Cause like I said, Facebook is literally the one app. I think I've said it on here before. Facebook is literally the one app that reminds me of how stupid I used to be on a daily. But they were like, so on this day, seven years ago, <laughs> you said this dumb shit. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, I was I was reckless as fuck. <laughs> or better yet, they show you pictures of people you used to be with back in the days. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to know what I was doing 10 years ago. I'm good. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't even want to, I don't even want to look at at exes or whatever. Nah, I could care less. But sometimes they show you stuff and it's like, damn, I did that shit. Don't remember that. Why did I post this again? Yeah. Why do you still have it? Why was I starting all my all my posts with Marvin says such 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 such? I don't know. <laughs> you still talking in third person? I don't know why I was. <laughs> I don't even know why I was doing it, or if that was the way Facebook was set up at the time. I don't remember. I just remember seeing it, and I was like, "Why the fuck was I talking like that?" <laughs> anyway, reeling it back, just if if you're gonna really create some real change and really if you want to hurt the pockets of people who are per- still perpetuating or allowing the hate speech that go on on these you platforms can't half-ass it. one day isn't going to change anything like honestly yeah I mean, now it will the, hurt their numbers the... it will hurt their numbers a little bit if every celebrity know. if every celebrity didn't post something i'm talking every i'm talking in a very absolute never going to happen way every celebrity decided not to post anything which would actually kind of make my day because then i could maybe the algorithm will let me see like my regular friends. Right. <laughs> but if every celebrity, every Instagram, uh, uh, social media, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Influencer. Every influencer doesn't post, then yeah, it may affect the money being made on Facebook, but I just, I just don't see how a simple taking a day off it's going to do anything because even the big ones, like let's say Kim Kardashian, who I think was one of like the major people who were talking about this. Right. She doesn't post every day. So no. if she takes a scheduled day off. Okay. At the most that interrupts one of her posts. If, 
if she was even going to post on said Thursday, Friday. That's what Friday. I'm saying. If she had a post scheduled for that day, all she'll do is either post it the day before and then that Friday where she's not posting, that could be a day where that post is, you got to let it marinate. Now, people are commenting and talking about it or whatever. You know, that's probably what she might even do. She might post the day before about not posting that following day because it's a, that's the freeze date. So stupid. Well, I, I think it's stupid. Because, yeah, okay, let's say, like you said, if every celebrity were to do it, yeah, it might fuck with the algorithms for a day. Hell, it might even affect the the, the revenue for a day, maybe. But then the next day, they'll be right back at it. And then on top of that, whatever revenue they missed out on the day previous, they'll probably make up for that following day because that will be the topic of discussion. So people would be on it more, talking about it and sharing yeah. about it. Yeah, because now I'm going to go on and check every one of my celebrities that didn't post yesterday. Let me see how they followed it up. And now all you're doing is now you're doubling down and making, probably you're going to end up making, get more more reactions and impressions on that particular post now because you decided to not post for one day. Right. Come on, man. So if, you're, if you have a cause that you want to stand for, I mean, I don't think protesting works like that, where you just say, hey, I'm going to protest for one day. If you're going to protest for a cause, you protest until that cause happens or whatever you're fighting for until that action happens. So so like the Montgomery bus boycott, that lasted over a year. It took them 381 days to get whatever point they wanted to get across for it to happen. Right. So if you think they would have said, hey, we're, we're just going to step off these buses for a day, that wouldn't have did nothing. Life would have continued. They wanted change. So they stopped whatever it was that they were contributing to and said, hey, we're not going to do this until we get what we want. And it took them well over a year for their for their presence, or I would say their lack thereof, to be felt. You so know what's again, crazy? People don't realize how much work went into that because. Oh, yeah. For, because for you people to had stop. to carpool. People had yeah. to. Yeah. There was ride shares and all of that. Like the the amount of work and, and, and I'm sure they put in far more planning ahead of time than, than people give them credit for. Because you had to organize that shit for everyone to agree that they're not going to do it. All that everybody... Everybody on 139th Street need to now have a ride to get to wherever they're going. Who's going to be the person to drive this person this way? That had to be worked out again. Took a lot of coordinating. Agreed. And a lot of buy-in. I think that's the biggest part, the buy-in. Everybody had to be on the same page and say, you know what? I'm going to commit to this cause and I'm going to commit to this action to achieve this cause. And I think that's something that the movements today, I think that's something it lacks. It lacks a a common action to achieve said goal. So you we have a bunch of different protests happening. And although all these people are protesting for the same thing, nobody is contributing or what, nobody is con- committing to the same act to get their the the cause they want to happen. So we're looking for police reform police reform and basically just to have police officers held accountable for their actions when they commit a crime against 
you know, people, I'm not even gonna say people of color against black civilians, but marches in the street, yes, that, that, that helps, but it's, it's like, we should do something more. Maybe our Montgomery boys bus boycott is all black people get off of social networks. And if we do contribute to a social network, it would be black owned. So as far as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that, let's all, until something has happened, we will not touch those sites. Everybody head back to Black Planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I think the point I was trying to get across earlier is I don't think we give the the big civil rights leaders of the 60s, the, the 50s and 60s in their day. Like, I don't think we give them enough credit. Like, there was some genius level players out there coordinating this shit. You know what I mean? I don't oh, know. Definitely. And, I, and I think we're, we, we don't have that genius level players standing in place. I think we both talked about this on this podcast, you especially, where there hasn't been someone to really step up in that role out of fear of, or whatever it is, there's, there's just, yeah, they ha- they do. And it's just like... But then again, I mean, do you need a face? Maybe it's safer to not have a face. Maybe it's safer to operate like the organization Anonymous. And does how does that... One thing about us is, I'm going to say the black community. We don't operate like that. We don't operate like that. Like, if you're going to be the head of something, I need to see the head. Right. And the thing is, nobody wants to become the head because they know the head gets targeted. They're going to cut the head off quick, especially if what the head is saying makes sense. Oh, they're going to cut it off quick, fast, in a hurry. God forbid it makes sense. Right. Because, you know, black lives matter. God forbid that makes sense, right? Like, God forbid I'd be like, hey, I just, like, my life matters. Like, I just want to live. Like, that's crazy. Whoa, what a concept. Uh, I, I do feel there are a few people that are stupid enough to to think, um, oh, how do I want to phrase this? I think, okay, I think for the most part, everybody can just about understand Black Lives Matter, what that means. However, I don't where I'm confused about with a lot of people that, that, that show resistance. You could get just about from what I've seen, you could get a lot of people to understand and say, and they won't just say Black Lives Matter, they will just say, yeah, your lives matter just like my life. We all matter. They'll say some some slick shit like that. But for the most part, they won't say, no, you don't matter as much as I do. You get me? So I think to tell someone, to tell most people or most white people that Black Lives Matter, they understand that they're saying, yeah, you matter too. But however, the same people that would say that when you start getting deeper into conversations about equality for black people and how we can level this playing field economically, that's when the conversation changes. I think that's what they're really trying to protect. Right. I read a tweet the other day where it said, a system built on institutional racism doesn't need racist to keep it going 
You know what I mean? Like, just because the system is built on institutional racism doesn't mean that every white person is racist or everyone who's benefiting from the system is racist. But not acknowledging the fact that the system is built to make this one particular race excel better than every other race within it, within the, within the country, to know that that's what's happening and not doing anything about it, that right there shows that there's a little hint of racism built inside of your thinking. I'll say that much. Right. Back to, to really back into this, to the social, uh, to the social media uh, pause that they wanted to do. I just don't, I don't see if you're going to do something of that nature, I'm going to need more of an organized effort. I'm going to need more commitment, more commitment to it. If you're going to do something like that, don't half-ass it. Don't say, hey, I'm just going to do it for a day. If you're going to do it for a cause, commit to it until that cause happens. Now, if you don't care enough for the cause to do so, then don't speak on it at all. Well, I'm going to say it like this. So I'm going I'm to I'm I'm play devil's advocate. Ready? Yes. We talk about celebrities. Let's talk about the NBA. Halfway through the first round, the shooting with Jacob Blake happened. The NBA players took a stand and they refused to play for one game, essentially. Pausing the NBA kind of, they did kind of pause the world. It was a big statement, but it was one game. Those men decided not to play on Wednesday and just ended up playing their games Friday and Saturday night. It did bring a lot of attention. It did get talked about a lot, but there was no follow through. I'm gonna say, I, honestly, it, I respect them for what they did. I don't, as I said on that podcast where we discussed it, I don't, I don't fault them for, for, for continuing to play but that organized effort that, that it really needed to be, it needed that genius level person that we don't have currently in the moment. You know what I mean? Right. Like we have some pretty brilliant black people, pretty brilliant Hispanic people. Like we have some pretty brilliant people of color in, this, in our country, but no one stepped up into that role. In terms of making a statement, I do believe they dropped the ball. And then for them to say, hold up, you know what? We're tired of this bullshit. We're not going to dribble another basketball until something happens, until we see something take place. That would have had a huge impact on what's going on now. Um, Because now you got people comfortable. One, first and foremost, all eyes are on you. Right. Because although other sports are back in season at this time football wasn't back in season yet but you had baseball back in season you had WNBA basketball however it's not NBA playoffs this isn't regular season these are it's winter go home now so people want to see that high level of competitive sport and then in the middle of it for you guys to say no that's it we're sick of seeing this shit let's stop that would have had a huge impact and especially if you guys were to say it and say, we're not going to come back until change happens, a lot of, you would have forced the hand of a lot of people. Okay. And again, so, but again, that wouldn't have came, come easy though. I mean, people would have, 
I mean, a lot of the smaller NBA players, I mean, I guess the sixth or seventh man on the on the bench, on all the way down to the 15th man on the bench, they would have hurt because, again, they don't make money like, you know, the Steph Currys and the LeBron James and the Kevin Durant. They and if that was going to be that organized, that's where the, the Chris Pauls, the Steph Currys, the LeBron Jameses, the, the people who have money reach back down to make sure that everybody is taken care of. That's yeah, the yeah. only way that could happen. Right. And we're not trying, I'm not trying to bash the NBA players. I'm not trying to bash celebrities. No, um, not I, at all. I, I, Just saying I, it takes a strong coordinated effort. And that goes back to what you were saying about the Montgomery bus boycott with the leaders they had. Cause the leaders they had had to have some type of foresight to say, hey, look, if we do this, this is the position we were going to be putting our people in. So if we put our people in this position, we have to have answers for them. Because once we pose, hey, we have to do this, they're going to come to us with their problem of saying, hey, I'm going to ride with you on doing this. But if I do this, this is this is how I'm going to be asked out. What do you have for me? Right. And you got to have answers for your people. You got to say, hey, look, if I do this for you, this is going to put you here. But this is what I'm putting in place to help you out in the meantime. Right. So, yeah. And like you said, I don't think we have that. I don't. But again, let's say if we were to do that with social media, granted, a lot of us use social media for not just, you know, bullshitting with friends, but a lot of us use it to promote our businesses too. Right. Let's say if we were to get off some of these major platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, although you might not be able to reach your same clientele base i guess it's not a complete loss if we were to migrate over to black planet and say hey look this is a black owned social network let's patronize this site until these other people get their act together now once they get their act together then we can make that decision of going back but until then let's all migrate here and start doing with our own and start dealing with our own it depends like I'll say it depends, depends on what your customer base is. It depends right. on what it is that you do and the certain outreach that the the platform you've built on, on these certain like Instagrams and, and, and Facebook, it depends on how, how your business moves. Like your business may just be Instagram and Facebook, or just maybe Instagram alone or Twitter. Like that may be how you make money. So to tell somebody to completely get off of it, it's going to hit. It's going to hurt. I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, but it's going to be, it's something that, that I don't know if we're ready for. And to be honest, black people, Hey, the world moves how we move. If all black people today said, Hey, fuck Instagram, fuck Facebook. Literally, if us, if literally just the 13% of the population in America decided that we were no longer using those platforms and decided to go and patronize black planet i guarantee you the tide would turn over to black planet because we move the culture we are the trendsetters you finna create a account on black planet fuck no i'm not getting on black planet get out of here man jesus christ man why not because everybody on the ground (laughs) (laughs) nah but but you know what but you get what i'm saying like Honestly, we move the culture. If we were to all go and transition over there, we do it. Everybody wants to be us. They struggle so hard just so they could, they want to say the N-word so bad just so they could feel like they one of us. Like, 
and also, you know, and other things to kind of demean us. But but like they <laughs> when they listen to the music, when they listen to the music, they want like they want to be cool so goddamn bad. It's so many slurs out here. There are so many slurs. Why you want to why you want to be why is this slur the cool thing for you to finally say? Like, oh shoot, I get to say mm. like bro, go sit down somewhere. Like honestly, we moved the culture. If we really wanted to, we could do it. But it would take a concentrated organized effort to do so but staying in that sports in that same sports vein um recently Dak Prescott the the starting QB of the Dallas Cowboys sat down to have a an interview with a well-known you know interviewer Graham Basinger um and in this interview he he expressed that he suffered from from great depression at the at the start of the beginning of COVID, you know, just with everything that was going on. I mean, essentially what a lot of us felt at the start or even the middle, wherever you felt your COVID depression, I think everybody's kind of had that that dark cloud over them, just being kind of isolated from the world the way we have been for the last few months. And his brother recently passed away. And so in right after, right as the COVID shit started, his brother passes away. Not a lot of details come out about it. We just find out that his brother passed away. So even more, like his brothers, like if you you've seen his brothers before, they're on the the chunky suit uh, commercials with him, right? So his brother passes away, and he reveals in this interview that his brother took his own life, and I'm sure that contributed to his 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 depression even further. So he reveals all this information, talks about how his brother took his own life, just you know, and he he dealt with, he internalized so much pain that, that he feels like that's what caused it. Um, he, he went on here to open up and to show that, that, you know, people can be vulnerable and still be humans, no matter what level of life, what level of celebrity, what level of money that they're making, everybody's going through shit and we should all get out here and speak on it. Like he said, emotions can overcome you if you don't do something about it. So, and I, I commend the man for that. Like, it's it's tough being out there to, to say that you're going through certain shit, especially as a black man. Any sign of weakness never looks good for us. They, they'll, they'll do anything to kind of throw that in your face if you show any kind of weakness in this world. Um, so... You know, it the the interview, you know, went to all the talking heads on the on the sports centers at the top of the hour, Skip and Shannon are having their conversation about it. Um and Shannon is, you know, saying it was very brave of him to come out and say that. It, it I'm sure it it was relieving for him to reveal because honestly, everybody was finding out that his brother actually took his life, took his own life. Like that was news to the world because when his brother passed away, we all knew his brother passed away, but the details of that was very low key as, as it should be. Cause it, it's not for the world to know, but like a lot of people didn't know that. So him opening up about it, you know, Shannon, you know, Shannon says, you know, it, it takes a lot as a man to come out there and say that. Now, when it gets to skip Bayless, of course, he implied that his vulnerability hinders his leadership abilities. He, he starts off his long soliloquy of bullshit 
and that's what I'm gonna call it, a long soliloquy of bullshit, saying I have deep compassion for clinical depression, but when it comes to the quarterback of an NFL team, you, and he was talking to Shannon, you know this better than I do, it's the ultimate leadership position in sports. And you're the commanding, you're commanding the entire franchise. You are the CEO, you're, you're the head of the ship, and you can't be playing that position for America's team, as he kept saying, America's team, because the Cowboys are now this, like, not, they've always been America's team, but he kept driving home the whole America's team, this franchise, you can't be that guy admitting that type of stuff, because you look weak, he can't respect that. How could you have a deep, a deep compassion for something, and then in the same breath says, but, that makes no sense. Then you don't have a deep compassion for it. Simple yeah. as that. He said, he said, because of all that, I don't He literally says, because of all that, I don't have sympathy for him going public with, I got depressed and I suffered depression early in COVID to a point that I couldn't go and work out. Look, Another he's the thing. quarterback of America's team. He's the quarterback of America's team. Like he kept bringing that shit up. And I'm like, the fuck does that have to do with his mental? Like, Somebody what the fuck? being vulnerable takes absolutely nothing away from their leadership quality. If anything, I would argue somebody who is confident and sure enough in themselves to be vulnerable at times and admit that, yes, I am human and I do have these type of feelings, that takes a lot of courage and strength. And that shows, and, and those are qualities you would want in a leader. It shows a level of emotional maturity that a lot of people don't have. So Kevin Love spoke about this, if not last season, the season before that he dealt with depression. And although we're starting to learn that this, is, this isn't something that isn't common with athletes, it is common. However, they are now talking about it more. So back in the days, a lot of people just assumed that since these guys were making so much money and that they was on top of the world, everything was happy-go-lucky for them. It's like they put these athletes on a pedestal like they're not human. No, they are human. Just because they can run a 4-240 and bench you know, 350 pounds doesn't mean that they don't get sad. It doesn't mean that they don't get affected by shit that happens in a regular life. Right. Just because they made millions doesn't mean they don't have family and friends that are struggling and they sympathize with people in those struggles. I mean, think about it. If, I mean, the term survivor's remorse exists for a reason. These people deal with a lot of shit that the regular person just won't, comp like, I wouldn't say comprehend, but the regular person just don't think about because we're not put in that position. Yeah, we're not the guy who made it out who now needs to carry on who needs to carry forward his entire family, maybe all his friends. Like we're, we're not that guy who finally made it out. So we don't understand the complexities or the toll that it will take on a person because we don't live that life nor have that experience. Right. I think that's very shitty of him to discredit him because he showed human emotion. And I'm a huge fan of Shannon and I would have liked to see Shannon check him on that because I'm pretty sure if Shannon didn't go through something similar he knows and he can probably speak on it and Shannon speaks very eloquently so I'm pretty sure Shannon would have did it in a very professional manner and just simply tell Skip like hey you're wrong this is something that, that we deal with this is something that's very real and no it doesn't take away from us or our leadership qualities in any way 
Right. I, Skip kept trying to go to Shannon and was like, oh, back in your day, could you have said this? And Shannon's like, no, but this isn't back in my day. This this is, we're in a different time. These are a different set of kids. Like, no, you may not have been able to say that back when we were in the locker room, but honestly, the locker rooms are totally different. The way people were, the way, look, the way the sport is played is totally different. Right. When Shannon played, dudes was getting concussed left and right, and the NFL will put out a, a, a DVD about it, hardest hits and shit like that. It then was you... celebrated. I used to go on YouTube, you know, in the early days of YouTube, and just watch people get hit and knocked out. To me, that was that's the best player because look how he and he took him out. Like, and now knowing what I know, I can't look at those hits the same anymore. Right, and and I don't want to dive too deep into CTE on this one and not talk about the, the bullshit that Skip said too, too much. Um, but, but I think we, what, what people don't realize prior is to saying that I believe he mentioned that he was aware that his brother died earlier this year. His brother died. He lost his mother mad young, like right as he was getting into like the kid in, in just a few span of four or five years that he's been in the league, he's going through a lot of fucking shit. And not to mention the pressures of being the quarterback for America's team. Every year, people expect you to win a Super Bowl. It can only be one Super Bowl champion a year. But every year, since you're the quarterback of America's team, they expect to see America's team in position to compete for one. Yeah. And if you're not in that position, you're not treated very well. I mean, at the beginning of the season or throughout the season, if you're putting up nice numbers, yeah, people say nice things about you. But the moment you lose a playoff game or the moment y'all fall short of making a playoff, you're not going to be treated as favorably. Dak Prescott is an old. He's 27 years old. He has a lot of pressure on him being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. On top of that, Earlier this year, wasn't he also dealing with contract disputes? He didn't know if this team was going to pay him the money he feels he deserved or not. He's so not he, getting paid the money he feels he's on the franchise tag for the second year in a row. Right. So that franchise tags are bullshit. But anyway, this man had a lot going on. He, I mean, mentally, he's dealt with a lot more than what the regular guys has to deal with. And you don't think, yes, he said that at the start of COVID, just with everything going on, the isolation, it built into it. It started his depression. You don't think, like, Skip Bayless, you're 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 too old, and 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 I consider to be at least somewhat of an intelligent person enough to know that the thing that triggers something isn't the actual thing that that it is. Because he kept, even when Skip came back the following day after all the backlash that he that he got. And he was like, well, I was, only I was only referring to him having the depression due to, to, to COVID. And that being the reason, that's the depression I was referring to because that's how he described it. But if you're, if you're intelligent, you know that any type of thing like that, like depression, anxiety, there's an emotional buildup that avalanches into that moment. He may not have felt he officially was depressed until COVID started, but that shit had been rolling downhill, all those emotions, losing your mom. And then as the depression starts to set in, his brother takes his own life. Like, just imagine all the shit built on top of him, not being, his future not guaranteed as a, as a, as an NFL player, at least in that franchise. It's, 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 
I'm gonna use your words. It's complete and utter bullshit. It's your favorite. It's your favorite term when somebody's bullshitting. <laughs> complete and utter bullshit. I want the stigma around someone having depression or 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 any type of mental mental uh, disorder or or anxiety or anything of that nature. That has to go away, man. Like not allowing somebody or making somebody feel less than for seeking help or reaching out because you're going through something, yo, you don't know whose life that could save. Who knows if that could have saved that Prescott's brother's life, Jace, if that could have saved his life. Like, like I know people who are going through a lot of shit. And if the, if it was more accepted that seeking help was out there and you weren't, you wouldn't feel like you were so judged, then I think people would do it more. I believe a lot of people, a vast majority of people need a mental health professional. I truly believe so. I Having agree. somebody to talk to and bounce things off of, even marriage counseling, even couples counseling, even individual counseling, like that, that stuff is healthy for people. No, you're absolutely right. I agree. I think, I think mental health is something that a lot more people should start paying attention to. And a lot of, a lot of people have. I mean, now you see a lot of people are being more conscious about their mental health and how they're taking care of their mental health. A lot of celebrities are becoming more vocal about the actions they have taken to ensure their mental health. And I don't know whether Skip is just not privy to that, or I don't know whether he's been under a rock when it comes to these type of conversations, but to come out and say what he said was completely tone deaf of what's going on around the world right now, or just this country, I should say. and even if he wasn't privy to it, that's still no excuse. No. I mean, again, you if you're a Cowboys fan like you say you are, you should know the contract disputes he was having. You knew his brother passed. And if you're a Cowboys fan the way you say that you are, you knew he lost his mother at a young age. I mean, God damn, the man's been through a lot. He can be sad. You're allowed to be depressed. Like you should right. be allowed. All of us should be allowed to be going through something. What the fuck? Like you shouldn't have to justify that shit to him. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot that he's. If he hasn't completely overcome it, he's overcoming it, and right. the fact that he can acknowledge acknowledge it, it speaks volumes. And I would assume that he's in a comfortable place now to the point where he's willing to speak about it in an interview. I mean, come on. Don't be a dick. Well, it's too late for Skip Bayless, but anybody else listening to this, don't be a dick. Yeah, I I, I want to close out and say, Skip Bayless, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut all the way up. Like, dude, you don't know. You, you're so he's so out of touch, man. And he's been out of touch for years. And and his 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 his. his everyday grad and he's a big name in, in 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 the sports talk world i'm not saying he's not but i feel like he's always latched on to some bullshit the way he latched on that he's just going to be lebron's nemesis and shit and he's going to be the person that never that always questions lebron and I like like a lot of what people a lot of the negative feelings people have for lebron skip bayless was the conduit to to, to put that shit out and he right. was the talking head perpetuating that shit. And I, I could just, 
honestly, as somebody who wasn't a huge LeBron fan coming up, because I had my guy, just you could see the effort that that man is putting in on the court for him to still excel the way he does. And just, like Skip Bayless is just one of those people who he always gives off. I wasn't good enough to play the sport. So I'm going to tear down those who do. You and that's that, that like, I always that's got why, that vibe from him. That's why Jalen Rose was kicked off for first take. Cause he cause Jalen Rose brought up his high school stats and then called him water <laughs> pistol Pete jr. <laughs> that episode and then it sparked another episode after that where they had you know ex-athletes who are now uh analysts uh speaking so you had athletes ex-athletes and then people who came up through journalism talking to each other about what's ethical which how should they approach athletes how what can be said what shouldn't be said in my opinion, to, still to this very day, I would say those two were the two best episodes in First Take history. The episode where Jalen Rose lit up Skip Bayless and then the episode that sparked because that was some good... Because it at that point, they wasn't talking about sports. They were talking about their ethics, which is something I felt should have been addressed because um, I think you can... If a player has a bad game, you can trash that person's game all day. You can say, yo, you shot poorly from the field. You paid, you played horrible defense. Uh, you had, I mean, you had 40 points dropped on you, whatever. But then to start coming up with these stupid nicknames, stop calling people Bosh Spice or Queen James. Um, start psychoanalyzing people start demeaning people like especially dude, psychoanalyzing people when you don't you you can't even you acknowledge never somebody is, met these people you can't even acknowledge that somebody is depressed like you can't even acknowledge or give credit to to somebody being depressed like dude don't psychoanalyze people go somewhere shut the fuck all the way up i don't watch fox sports anyway so it really doesn't like i only see the clips that because shannon has said something and i'm like you know I pretty much kind of like hearing what Shannon has to say. I don't always agree, but I I don't mind his perspective. So I do see clips and because he sits opposite the table of Skip Bayless, there are times where I have to see him too. But dude, yeah. take your money, shut the fuck all the way up. I could care less what else he has to say. But that right there, like how insensitive that is and for him to still have his job lets me know, yo, they don't have they don't have any integrity over there on that side. Not not at all. Not at all. Not after we not after literally we talked about Marcellus Wiley last week. We talked about this man this week. And you know, not nobody's gonna lose their job. That that's that's the shit that they want to talk about. Had Shannon said it, I bet he wouldn't be on that show anymore. But oh, it'd be that's a totally neither here nor there. Totally different thing. Right. Fucking crazy. Man. I don't know, man. Uh you got anything else you want to bring to the table? Uh, nah, I think we're good. I think we're good right. for this week. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be... Frank, if you want, I'm not reading off the script, and I hope Marvin leaves all this, because sure I'm going to fumble through... <laughs> I'm going to fumble through this shit about three or four times and he's going to stop me at every turn. But 
If you want to send us a message, you can email us at the Samurai's Professionals Podcast. Samurai. Samurai. There's no S. Go ahead. You can email us at the Samurai Professionals Podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at the Samurai Pro. Pros with an S. Pros. There's an S there, but not at the other one. Go ahead. But go ahead. At least we need to tell them where to go. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Samurai Pros. There we go. All right. This has been another episode of this. And where can they find you and me, Frank? Oh, you can find me at I Can Only Be Frank on both Twitter and Instagram. And where can they find you, Marvin? You can find me at Marvin X Adams on both Instagram and Twitter. This has been another episode of Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. <sighs> Peace. <laughs> and I'm leaving.